I see it going. I see Facebook, Periscope, DLive. And YouTube should be live shortly if it's not already. Nice. What's up, everybody? Twitch should be live shortly as well. I am James Hake. As you know, this is the Hake Report. It is Thursday, sep- September 10th, 2020. Live at 9.04 a.m. U.S. Pacific Daylight Time. No, I am not still in bed. Vote.gop. <laughs> you can call in. Some of you already are. 888-775-3773. You can even dial from Skype from overseas going one 888 That number actually goes to the Hague Report during my show, Church with Jesse Lee Peterson, during Church with Jesse Lee Peterson, <laughs> and the Jesse Lee Peterson show when, when Jesse Lee Peterson show is on. Nice, huh? Because it's actually 888-77-JESSE. Thank you, Jesse, for allowing me to use your, uh, your, and thank you, too, your, let me finish my sentence, your studio and your, uh, board operator guy. <laughs> and thank you for the very nice shout out. That was cool. So I'm going to be getting to this Bob Woodward stuff. Bob Woodward being an establishment dinosaur, supposedly respected for getting, a. Nixon to resign? What a disgrace. He, I don't think he should have resigned. I'm just wondering. I'm wondering, and I think that maybe he shouldn't have resigned. I don't know. Thank you, too, to Jesse for hosting the show on DLive. Shout out to everybody tuning in there. DLive.tv slash Jesse Lee Peterson for him. DLive.tv slash The Hague Report for me. But I'm going to be talking about Bob Woodward. This guy, uh... James Mad Dog Mattis? What a simp. I'm going to read to you his June statement that he put out amid all of these riots over Black Lives Matter and George Floyd. And it turned out they all rioted for nothing. Again. What a disgrace. And he makes these false smear accusations against President Trump. What a turncoat. So I'm going to be talking about that. I have a couple of interesting clips for you. One of them you've already heard on the Jesse Lee Peterson show, but one you have not. Um, You know what? Let's kick off, actually, with clip 11. No, clip 10. Clip 10? Before we kick off with the show. Because they're trying to say that Trump didn't... Trump was downplaying... This clip is from March 10th. Check this out, and then we'll get on with the show. Statements I made are, I want to keep the country calm. I don't want panic in the country. I could cause panic much better than even you. I could do much. I would make you look like a minor league player. But you know what? I don't want to do that. I want to have our country be calm and strong and fight and win. Nice. Interesting how the world just lies to us and then they call 
the number one truth teller in the government, President Trump, the liar. They accused him of being the liar. <laughs> and Obama was a liar like crazy. And then they're acting like, oh, Obama was a great president. I think Jesse Lee Peterson and a few others, Sean Hannity, I'm sure, were pointing out Obama's lies, saying that he's a liar coming and going. He can just, you catch him in a lie, he'll smile and lie some more. Just shameless. And that was Barack Obama. And that was also Bill Clinton. And it turns out that even George Bush and George W. Bush were a bit phony. They turned on the, the country when a man who truly cares about the country, saving the country, um, came onto the scene, into leadership. That would be President Donald Trump. Donald J. Trump, the candidate, too. Ridiculous. So that clip that I just showed you, let me just play it one more time for you. This is a flashback video. I got this tweet from Yossi Gestetner. Gestetner. Uh, this is Trump, March 30th, when asked by CNN uh, hack Jim Acosta why he is downplaying COVID. This is March 30th. This was like, what, six months ago almost? Rougher, give or take? And listen to this, Trump. Statements I made are, I want to keep the country calm. I don't want panic in the country. I could cause panic much better than even you. I could do much. I would make you look like a minor league player. But you know what? I don't want to do that. I want to have our country be calm and strong and fight and win. Nice. That is President Trump is establishing and setting an example of confidence and not panic. But the mainstream media, after they were tr downplaying the virus too, he knew that it was like five times maybe more deadly than the flu, supposedly, right? Supposedly. When back then, they were saying, oh, it's ten times more deadly, or more, <laughs> more deadly than the flu. But it's actually less crazy than, than that. There's this guy, Bob, can you Google Bob Woodward? Just show a picture of this guy. I didn't give you any pictures of him. This Bob Woodward, he was working in the 70s, and as a so-called journalist, right? Journalists are the scum of the earth. He was younger back in the 70s, of course, right? But this guy and another Washington compost, so-called journalists, liberals, far-left liberals. I'm going to show you a clip of this guy that just exposes himself as a weak, pathetic simp and kiss-up to... I say simp. Simp means total kiss-up. <laughs> That's what it means to me. <laughs> uh, Bob Woodward, he worked for the Washington Compost, which I don't know if they've ever been a friend to America. Washington Compost, they're Washington, D.C. based, right? And it's an establishment. I got compost from Mark Levin. <laughs> But, you know, it fits. It fits. But they have, they have, they started this democracy dies in darkness thing after Trump came into office and with uh, the Jeff Bezos buying the newspaper. Is that a picture of him as a younger man? Just Bob Woodward guy? 
Oh, self-important with his tie. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Bob Woodward. That is him, huh? What a shame. But he, uh, supposedly they exposed some Watergate scandal in which people broke into, uh, a building and, like, shenanigans re- with regard to an election or something like that with, with, uh, the, uh, great Nixon presidency. Was Nixon a good president? I suspect he was better than either, either of the Bushes or Bill Clinton or Barack Obama. I suspect that. I don't know. I wasn't alive during that time, and I don't know history. (laughs) So uh, people are trying to accuse Trump because this Bob Woodward guy has come out with two books about President Trump. He's come out with two books. One was a year or two ago called Fear, Inside the Trump Presidency or something like that. Fear. Which, I don't know what, why it's called fear. Maybe it's reflective of what he feels with regard to Trump, because Trump is bringing about the right, righteous change. He stands for what's right, and the liberals fear that. I don't know. Maybe that's why. But it's a picture with Trump having a red face. Like, it's a red, uh, red wash over this black and white photograph of Trump. So, yeah, there it is. Nice. Thanks, Joel. Fear Trump in the White House. So I guess Bob Woodward fears Trump being in the White House. But that was the first book. And now he's coming out or come out with this other book called Rage. And the liberals are raging about President Trump in the White House, including Bob Woodward, honestly. Woodward pretends like he's a uh, mild-mannered man, but he's full of hate. He hates the president. He hates America, honestly. I think that he's more an enemy of America than, uh, than, uh, Nixon, Richard Nixon. I dare, that's my guess, that's my guess. T.R. Cowell says, I was alive when Nixon was president. The libs hated him. That should tell you all you need to know. Interesting. And panic, panic too. Panic is something that the liberals love. The uh, mainstream media talk about fear-mongering and dividing and conquering. They're promoting this lie of police brutality against black people. Why are police still killing African Americans? It's such a lie. They're getting themselves killed by being acting erratic. Acting erratic. And instilling fear and hatred of police and of white people. I will be getting to your calls. Hang tight, guys. Let me just, and they're, so they're trying, he came out with this book, Rage, and in this book it allegedly quotes Trump as saying, oh, he played, he wanted to play, he purposely played down the virus, so as not to instill panic in the people. And yet you could tell, anybody who's honestly looking at how Trump conducted himself from January all through this whole time, he has been taking it very seriously, rightly seriously, but not feeding into panic or um, stuff like that. Panic about racism when he closed down the, uh, the uh, travel to, from China. And meanwhile, 
dumb, what's her name? What's her name? Nancy Pelosi and others went into Chinatown. Come to Chinatown. It's safe and everything like that. It's safe. We're, be safe. But meanwhile, she's in a crowd. <laughs> Such a fake person. Such a phony. Nothing about Nancy Pelosi is genuine. Same thing, too, with this female-minded liberal named Bob Woodward. Let me play for you. you. You guys heard this on the Jesse Lee Peterson show, but I gotta play it again. <laughs> Trump versus Woodward on racism. And here it is. Here it is. This, I got this tweet from... This was a tweet from Alam Bukhari, at Libertarian Blue. He said, you gotta love Trump. This was his response to Woodward, asking whether he agreed that white people need to escape their cave of privilege. <laughs> so listen to this. But let, let me ask you this. I mean, we share uh, one thing in common. Uh, we're white, uh, privileged, who uh, my father was a lawyer and a judge in Illinois, and we know uh, what your dad did, and... Uh, uh, do you have any sense that that privilege has isolated and put you in a cave to a certain extent? Is it put me and I think lots of white privileged people in a cave and that we have to work our way out of it to understand uh, the anger and the pain, particularly black people, feel in this country. Do you no, you you really drank the Kool Aid, didn't you? you? Listen to you. Wow. No, I don't feel that at all. <laughs> Trump is just normal, and these people are are suckers. Thank you guys for the feedback on the sound. I I uh, try to make these clips so that the volume is right. Sometimes I make them a little loud. Usually, I don't make them too quiet. Thank you, guys. But, uh, think about this. Bob Woodward, his age is, I want to say that he's in his 70s, right? Bob Woodward, age. 77 years old. He's the same age as, uh, well, I guess Joe Biden, is he 78 now already? Is he 78 or 77? But think about that. Is that, is that does that count as a boomer, or is that a little bit older than the boomers? He's essentially a boomer, though. He has a boomer mindset. But Trump, too, has a boomer mindset, but not the dumb, educated, go-along-with-the-young-people, dumb brainwashing stuff, and fake uh, hoity-toity education, believing in race, simping for this racism thing. Like, Trump, I'm sure he thinks that, well, he, he called out uh, black female journalists who call, asked him, that's such... Asked him some question, right? And he said, that's such a racist question. <laughs> that's nice. So he believes in it in the sense that um, <clears throat> that people can be anti-white every bit as much as they can be anti-black or anti-Jew or whatever. <laughs> so he believes in that stuff in a, in a sense, but he's just a normal guy. Whereas this guy is just kissing up to the blind, brainwashed, female-minded, liberal, young people who treat blacks like they're just some mystery that you can't, you can't understand what they're going through. You can't perceive racism the, the way that they can. They have like this special spidey sense where you have to ask a black person about 
the black experience. Whereas anybody can see the emperor has no clothes. This, all the world is, is, oh, Boomer is 74, 1945. Thank you, Wayne and Rhonda. The whole world has this, uh, by custom, we believe that racism is real and blacks are the primary victims of it rather than the primary perpetrators of it. <laughs> by being encouraged to think and uh, think in terms of race all the time and identify with it above what's right. And Black Lives Matter and Antifa, I have noticed, they don't mind lying. And so I have to conclude that the media that supports Antifa and Black Lives Matter especially don't mind lying as well. And so there's these anonymous sources, according to the far left Atlantic, that are saying that Trump disrespected the military, which is so laughable, as if the the leftist media has ever respected America or the military. They don't. It's just kiss-up kiss stuff. So Bob Woodward, this guy, <laughs> you really drank the Kool-Aid, didn't you? Wow, look at you. <laughs> Listen to you. Wow. Uh, that's why we have the right man for the job. Bob Woodward is... Woodward is citing this other old guy that we thought that we respected. Well, I say we. Maybe some of you guys already knew. Some of you guys may already have known Jim Mattis. James Mad Dog Mattis. Is another shameful kiss-up. I don't want to say dumb because I don't want to be disrespectful. He is like a retired Marine Corps general... And he was secretary of the Department of Defense under President Trump. And then he turned on President Trump. Badly. Bad. According to these quotes, right? And according to his own statements that he's put out, by the way. What an awful person. So I'm going to get to that later. Um, I want to get to some calls first and read some super chats. Beard the Butcher gave a uh, diamond and said, Hey, guys! <laughs> What's up, man? Ev Jenny Crosby, 2020. Says, Marcus Jones wants you to have the rest of his EBT money. Man, Marcus Jones, you're getting that money. Appreciate that. Thank you for your support. <laughs> Evgeny Crosby, 2020. Ben Oberst. I'm sorry, man, if I'm mispronouncing him. Ben Oberst, with an E at the end. Donated a diamond on dlive.tv slash the Hake Report. You, too, can support on dlive.tv slash the Hake Report. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice platform. But he said, God gave Beta Satan, God got Beta Satan on a short leash, better recognize. Interesting. What prompts that comment, I wonder. But I appreciate that. Evgeny Crosby 2020 gave a diamond and said, you're falling for the fake news media's agenda, Hake. What do you mean by that? I'm not sure what he means by that exactly, other than the fact that the media is talking about this, so this is what I'm talking about. Maybe in that sense. I'm not sure what you mean, Evgeny Crosby, 2020, but I appreciate it. Um, Cactus Kurt gave a diamond and said Nixon was based. I kind of think he might have been. And, uh, I don't know, you know... Think about all the fake news that we've been fed. About, oh, 
Black Lives Matter has a valid complaint. No, they don't. Um, you have to believe, you have to, you have to consider whether the history that we've, we've been fed is also manipulated into propaganda, false propaganda, you know? Fan of the ladies gave a diamond and said, defund Planned Parenthood and vote Trump 2020. Woo! Thank you, fan of the ladies. Appreciate that. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm on board. Defund Planned Parenthood. It's a shame if they are funded at all. You know, we need to do that. <laughs> but yeah, definitely vote for Trump 2020. You know, uh, I'm thinking our the uh, next Jesse Lee Peterson installment of the Rockfin exclusive content will be going through each of Jesse Lee Peterson's experts and saying, what do you really think of Trump? What's your, your personal true impression of the president? I think that would be a nice one. So uh, look for that, rockfin.com slash Jesse Lee Peterson. Anyway, let me just double check the uh, Streamlabs. You can support on Streamlabs. I haven't looked further into Stream Elements. No, not Stream Elements. Uh, that one that you guys gave me a tip about. Uh, I'm blanking on it now. But it's something that a lot of the people who've been banned from Streamlabs, uh, they're using it instead. Um, people like Nick Fuentes and, and uh, Richard Spencer, they're using this other platform for donation and streaming. I think Vincent James is using it. I haven't looked further into it. I signed up for an account, but I haven't set it up completely. Like I said, I need to talk to Nick. <laughs> Let me get to Samuel in Sweden, though. Samuel, been on hold for some time. How are you doing, Samuel? I'm doing well. And uh, I thought I'd call in in the end of the week to inform uh, about my upcoming stream. Okay. So we'll probably be doing that if it's okay for you. Yeah, it's fine. What's up? Yeah, you know, yeah, because uh, so my stream is uh, is uh, up. You know, you can or it's up, but you know, you can click the bell. But it's my my theme, this uh, theme or headline will be a matriarchy versus patriarchy, or the female uh, versus the male. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, and there's so many things uh, about it, but you know, I, one very interesting thing that I will mention is the thing uh, with shore names and how uh, people change their shore names when they get married. Yeah, because I read now that in Sweden, ten percent of everyone that get married take their wife's shore name. <laughs> they they remove their own. The man removes his shore name and takes. His wife's shown him. The 10% of all marriages in Sweden. That's huge. 10%. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also other ways. They, For example, uh, to take a double shore name. Well, they get married. The man, they, you know, they combine their shore names. The man's and uh, wi- uh, husband and the wife's. And yeah. I also, also think that is beta. You know, that's like, you know, <laughs> equality. And right. the woman should... Uh, you know, uh, be under the man. So it's all say feminist, and and I will bring up, bring it up because it's about weakening the man's position. 
That is yeah. so interesting. You know, it reminds me, one of my college friends, a couple of my college friends, they got married, and yeah. um, it didn't last. But they combined their last names, not hyphenated, the man too. They, it, was, uh, it was something to the effect of, they combined, okay, like, pretend my male friend, his name was Velasco. Or something like that. Velasco. And then, uh, the other, the female friend was named White. V they combined the name to be Velasco White. <laughs> like, Bob, know, and, Bob and Sarah, Velasco White. I'm like, huh? <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's the female man mindset. Yeah. And I actually have a, a example from my own family line. And uh, my grandmother didn't like my grandfather's uh, shore name. So when they got married, it was illegal to uh, for the man to take the woman's uh, nice. shore name. Nice. Good. It changed in 1982. Wow. Then it became legal. So anyway, but uh, what they did was to take a totally new new uh, shore name. And I mean, that's, and, and my mother actually told me that the only reason they took a new shore name was to because the, the her mother hated her uh, husband's um, wow story. that's that's a shame that's so weird <laughs> yeah but you know it's attack on men and it's pretty interesting and it, it will be a theme about uh, of my Sunday show the okay patriarchy versus the patriarchy all right very good. You know, there's one other there's one other funny story that I just thought of. And okay. it was regarding names and men getting married. So <laughs> You ever heard of the uh former mayor of Los Angeles, Antonio Villaraigosa? Well, no. Antonio Villaraigosa he was, he's a prominent Democrat. Several years back, he's, he was the one who led this vote to be um, adopting God back into the platform of the Democrat Party, and most of them voted no, or at least half of them voted no. It seemed like most voted no, but he said, oh, this is past. We're putting God back in. So he lied. But Antonio Villaraigosa, his name, he went by Tony back in the day, rather than Antonio. And okay. his last name was Villar, V-I-L-L-A-R. But he married this woman named Raigosa. Cor Corina Raigosa. And they've divorced now. But he changed his name from Villar, Tony Villar, to Antonio, and then the last name, Via Raigosa. So he changed his whole last name, not just to be combining with his wife, now ex-wife's name, but also uh, to sound more Mexican, so he could get a, do better in his political career. I'm thinking, that's my guess. Because uh, over here in Los Angeles area, Southern California, and America in general, you're having a more Hispanic last name is is uh like better for you politically because there's a bunch of dumb Hispanics who think in terms of uh their false 
you know, their phony identity rather than in terms of what's right for the country or for the community. What a shame, huh? But yeah, this guy yeah. Cha- changed his whole last name from Tony Villar to Antonio Villaraigosa. <laughs> It wasn't. Uh, I mean, remember that uh, some years ago, the California claimed to be the, uh, or uh, was it perhaps Los Angeles that was the capital of uh, uh, the Hispanic something something. Oh. I think it was in some sport event. I don't. You know, it was a big thing, but they they really call themselves to be some kind of Hispanic uh, place. Hub, and huh? uh, you know, it got a lot of critics, but you know, I don't have it in front of me, so I'm just speaking. Okay, yeah, my, uh, it I, could well be. They uh, definitely kiss up to the Hispanics a lot here. You see that, and then there are a lot of kissing up to blacks too. And they pretend that black and brown have this alliance when they don't have any love for anybody, really. The the leftists. I just have, I, I just have to ask you: Did you see my? Uh, be quiet, woman. Uh, I haven't seen that. I heard it because I was listening to your show on Sunday. I wasn't oh. watching it, so it's I didn't get to go- take a glance at it. Everybody <laughs> loves it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh no. Okay. I hope you like it. I, perhaps you get offended. No, I don't think you get. Offended. I don't think so. <laughs> Thank you, Samuel. Appreciate okay. that. I'll look out for that. Yeah. Have a great day and All have right. a great week. You as well. Take care. Weekend. <laughs> Thank Bye. you. Let me get to David in Kentucky. He wants to, he may know about uh, President Nixon. David, it's good to hear from you. How are you doing? All right, James. You? Okay? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Let me tell you something. Number one, I think President Lincoln has to be number one, right? You think so? Number number two, there will always be President Nixon. Period. You should be kissing thinking about him and just worshiping him. <laughs> I didn't see you in the Army for two years when they drafted you. You're talking about, you're talking to me personally? Yep. Did, oh, you're talking about, did Nixon get rid of the draft? In 71, the year I got out. Interesting. And then in 74, he stopped the Vietnam War and they all came home. Wow. In 75, the Democrats kicked his ass out. Dang. Just like that. Let me tell you something else. You got your post-war babies, you got your war babies, and then you got your boomers. Boomers, the real boomers are between 45, I mean, um, uh, let's see. The boomers are between 1945 and 55. Now, between 55 and 65, that's a totally different kind of boomer. Yeah, that makes sense. 100%. Because what I had to do is, you know, at 18, they wouldn't let me do, so I just ran away and joined the Army. But when I came home, all these little kids now, everyone's got long hair and looking like a hippie. Right. They didn't go through the stuff I went through. Yeah. And then, uh, when I got out of the Army, I was in for three years, but when I got out in 71, I must have had 20 friends, and they were all born in 1953. All of them are jumping up and down, going crazy, happy. They don't even have to go register the vote or nothing. Yeah. And they all said, well, if I would have went anyway, you know, if there was a draft, I wouldn't have went to Canada. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. That's and, interesting. Uh, yeah. And then number, I, I, it could be, it, no, it, 
if President Trump did one thing, he'd be a shoe-in for life. If he'd let all the... You see, at the VA hospital, they drug test you. And uh, for everything. And uh, after 40 years of taking medications, I'd never been drug tested until last year. They caught me smoking pot. They took all my medication away and kicked me out. Wow. Like that. After going there 40, and on, on PTSD medication for 32 years, and they stopped it like I was dead. Wow, that's interesting. This was just this so this just, year or last year? If, 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 the, if the president would just tell the VA to drug test for everything but pot and Vietnam veterans, I'm sick and tired of it. Wow. I lost all my benefits over a joint. That's sick. I just, wasn't aware of stuff like this going on. That's interesting, man. You know, well, I see my first joint in Vietnam in 69. Never seen it growing up. Right. So different with us than these new kids. Yeah. But anyway, I'm glad I made it past the screener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too, yeah. David. I love it. I love it. <laughs> anyway, oh, uh, man, I hope I hope Trump makes it. I really do. I've, you I've said you hope Trump more, makes it? Yeah. The first year, Obama didn't give up. Know, cost of living for retired disabled people to get a check three years out of eight. He didn't give us one penny. And then what he did was he dropped it from a certain amount to a percentage. And it's the percentage is very, very small. And I was hoping that something else President Trump would override and, and make it back to like we got so much money instead of just that one little percentage that Obama dreamed up. You're re- you're talking about retired people? Yeah, retired, disabled people. Everybody gets a check from the government. Yeah. Three years, Obama didn't give us one penny. And so far, every year, President Trump, four nice years, I got four nice raises. Okay. Already. Nice. And, and, I, I, and, and, and you think if Biden got in there and his little Gestapo baby girl there, uh, <laughs> don't you think you, they're going to stop you and... Jesse, cut you off for what you're saying? They may well, because they don't believe in true speech, and they don't believe in free speech. They believe in something called hate speech, which means that they hate the truth that you're telling, generally. So, you know, these are the same people that push hate crime laws, which are a violation of the First Amendment. And... So we're not we're just one step away from their attack on the right. truth. You're you're right. That's you called you called Kamala Harris a his Gestapo baby? Baby girl. Baby girl. Gestapo baby girl. That's I interesting. Think that's cute. <laughs> it is. It's it's maybe too cuddly of a name for her, but Oh no. <laughs> if he's hugging everybody, you know he's over there with baby girl. That's funny. <laughs> I know it. I know it. And the only thing I watch on TV is YouTube. I don't watch no TV, period. I don't blame you. TV has taken a dive. You know, it's so interesting. Um, I was taking a glance at some archive footage from the just 12 and more years ago, 12 to 20 years ago, 
right. of Jesse Lee Peterson ap- making a media appearances on CNN, Fox News, BET, C-SPAN, and others. And really? he's talking with these figures. Some of them are still in media. And right. the truth that he's telling and the truth that he's getting them to repeat, it's mm-hmm. like, it's the same stuff that he says today, right? But right. we were hearing it, people were hearing it on TV. And now, right. Right. Uh, you, you know, Tucker... Tucker tells the truth, yeah. but he doesn't yeah. tell the truth quite like Jesse Lee Peterson does. It's not well, quite he, as he's deep got, yet. He's got bosses man, to pull his strings, too. Yeah, he probably does have to bite his tongue more than he would right. ordinarily. That's Jesse's true. Just be self-employed. You can say whatever you want. Right. Yep. But it's Will interesting. Will be back on YouTube pretty soon? I hope so. October 21st is when the, um, oh. the suspension... Is set to expire. Who knows what's going to happen? And you know, we've been pondering, toying with the idea of appealing this fake copyright strike because I call reason I call it fake is because normally you're told what song you used since it's Sony Music Entertainment Japan Incorporated, right? Right. We were never told what song it was. It usually notates it, but it says email for more information. Well, we've sent. Nick has sent email after email and contacted both YouTube and Sony Music Entertainment right. Japan. No word. So it's like your hands are tied because you can't say, you can't appeal it and say, no, these people are mistaken or lying. This is not a real copyright strike because they can take you to court if they suddenly show the evidence, but they have, have not given us the evidence. So we have no idea. <laughs> And we've gone over the show with a fine-tooth comb. It was from June 29th, right? And then July 17th or 19th, they decided to give us a copyright strike. But June 29th, like, we, multiple people have gone over, including my de facto producer, uh, Will, gone over the whole show to look to see if there was any footage that was, or, you know, audio. And no, there's, there's nothing that we can tell. So it's strange. Very strange. Hey, what year was Biden born? Uh, let's see. 1942. Well, he's one year older than Jimi Hendrix. Huh. So he's the war baby. Yeah. He is the war baby. Post-war, war babies, and then boomers. Okay. Interesting. Right, James. I'll Appreciate you, David. Long. Thank you. Hey, you too, buddy. You All right. Too. Take Bye. care, man. Nice to hear from David. It's been some time. I didn't know he was uh, going through that with the VA. Hope, uh, hope it works out. Anyway, I'm going to get to Earl, but let me just double check. Yeah, uh, just double check one thing. In the next hour, I guess, well, we'll see what, what I do with Earl. In the next hour, I'm going to get to this Woodward and Jim Mattis, or maybe in this hour if I can blow through it, but it's quite a bit to, to trudge through. And um, Pope Francis, oh my gosh. <laughs> Pope Francis, some people like him. I don't trust this man. He doesn't seem like a genuine person. And his his words make me uh, 
let's say, um, make me not trust him. Make me not trust him. Makes me, him come across like a female. Like a female-minded liberal rather than a Christian. Right? So I'm going to get to that, too. I'm going to get to that, too. Let me get to Earl. By the way, thank you to Jay Fox gifting the subscription to Mo Betta Stand Up. Nice to see you again, Mo Betta Stand Up. Right on, and appreciate the support. I don't know if we've read all of the super chats on the Jesse Lee Peterson show, but appreciate you. Long time no see. Well, I mean, I've seen you every now and then, but... No, by the way, no... This is not Amber Rose on my t-shirt. I'm wearing a t-shirt for uh, The Red Pill. The Red Pill is a movie, a documentary, comes highly recommended. From a former feminist, she's still honestly, like, kind of feminist, but she does not consider herself a feminist. She looked into the men's rights movement and realized that the men's rights activists, the people who are wanting, you know, fair treatment in the courts, parental father's rights, and things like that, or and freedom from, like, no longer being subject to false accusations and false arrests, by uh, police when um, the uh, women falsely accuse them of so-called domestic violence, things like that. And meanwhile, the, those are just nice guys, right? Too nice. The men's rights activists. Versus the feminists who are both the male and female feminists who are just dismissive and disgusting towards their fellow human beings, towards men and men's valid concerns about uh, injustice in our country. She, uh, she realized that, um, no, the men's rights activists are nice people, and it's the feminists who are kind of nasty, actually, <laughs> including the so-called expert ones, the establishment ones, the well-to-do ones, living in their ivory towers. So, right on. She was another person falsely smeared by the media, the, the uh, Cassie J is the one who did the documentary. And she had previously done, she was a hero because Planned Parenthood helped her produce some pro-abortion documentary prior to this. And then she did a pro-homosexual documentary, I think, prior to this. And then she does this one. She was thinking, oh, I'm going to expose how misogynistic the men's rights activists are. And then she realized, no, these are actually nice people and they have some valid complaints that are not addressed by feminism. Anyway, that's what, that's what t-shirt I'm wearing. Let me get to Earl in Michigan. He's been on hold for some time. I gotta get to him. Earl, my second favorite caller. What's up? That's a long pause. Usually it's like, one, two. Hola. <laughs> uh, James? Earl! Maybe he fell asleep. Oh! Well, let me just put him back on hold then. Maybe I'll have to hang up on him. For, you know... Jesse Lee Peterson did... Did, um... Ban him from the show. From his show. Said, call James. <laughs> and I do enjoy talking with him sometimes, but sometimes it's just 
There's no having a genuine conversation with him. Remember my convers- Did I keep him on too long yesterday when I was debating with him about uh, Ahmad, Ahmad Arbery? Oh, he was away from his phone. How about now? Is he ready? Uh, remember my conversation with him about Ahmad Arbery? Well, guys, tell me, press 1 if I handled it well, press 2 if I kept him on too long. Press 3 if it was, uh, an iffy call. Let me know. Let me know. In the meantime, I'll get back to him. He's been on hold forever. Poor Earl. Earl, what's up? Hola, buenos dias, Sir James. I'm, thank you, same to you. He said good morning. Uh, see. <laughs> um, you know, uh, uh, Bob Woodward and uh, Carl Bernstein uh, broke open the story on uh, Nixon because of the breaking of the Democratic Party back, uh, back then. Yeah. And uh, it led, they broke up the story that it led to the hot. Uh, to the highest levels of government, which is led up all the way to Nixon. That's why he had to resign. And all the information uh, came up that uh, he and the others uh, authorized it. Well, so Nixon a, Nixon said, didn't he? Isn't he the one that said the the American people have the right to know if their president is a crook? And he said, Well, yeah. I am not a uh, yeah, he, well, I am not well, a crook. Used to be a joke on. That used to be a joke on uh, Saturday Night Live. They used to use the, in quotations, two hands up with two fingers. I'm not a crook. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you thought that was funny. Interesting. Uh, it's kind of interesting but, uh, how they selectively report different information, you know? Because I just wonder what type of corruption has been going on Including during that time and since that time amongst the Democrats, which they're clearly cheering for Democrats. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, whatever, you know, but they investigated and, uh, and so forth, the report, uh, investigative reporting, and they uh, yeah. dug deep and found out that it, it, uh, led, it wasn't just uh, some group of nobodies that uh, had something to do with that. But, uh, whatever. I was into. I noticed that you are still defending your your lawless and lying president. He's so your president too. President. He's a he's a great and truthful president. I'm not. I don't defend that's Obama. The, I don't defend Obama, Earl. Earl, you called you called sir, you accused sir. me of defending a lawless and lying president. No, I don't defend Obama. You know, how many of his people went to jail? How many of his people came out and started bad-mouthing him? That worked at, that's supposed to, the guy that's supposed to have the best, because the he's, best of Because he's best. in with fellow... And all of them come out talking about he's a jerk. He's in with fellow lawless moron. liars. Well, everybody's lying. Obama, like, yeah, you know, they are liars. Do you let think... Let me ask you, how long Earl, have you known Earl, him? Earl, Earl! When you, have you met him? Earl, do you really think that the government is uh, non-corrupt? In general, of course they have corruption in it. Thank you. But that's not the issue. The issue is, what do your president have to do? He lies. No, he doesn't. He lies to you on tape, and you still don't believe him. 
You're you're the one lying. He, he said he's going to. He will uh, minimize the the uh, uh, Corona pen. Uh, wow, pandemic. you're a, you're a sucker, Earl. You fell for that. You you didn't. Of course not. I'm blind. You such a loyal fool. No. He can tell you to his face on tape. Did you and not? He didn't say Let's play it. that clip one more time. <laughs> clip ten. How crazy hey, can you be? Oh, shut up and listen. Listen to this clip. No, don't tell me to shut up, idiot. <laughs> be quiet, Earl. Listen to this from March. This is from back in March. Statements I made are: I want to keep the country calm. I don't want panic in the country. I could cause panic much better than even you. I could do much. I would make you look like a minor league player. But you know what? I don't want to do that. I want to have our country be calm and strong and fight and win. So that is Trump consistent, both behind the closed doors and in front of the people. He's been about the truth and being calm and not panicking, whereas your fake news media that you love so much likes to spread panic about this virus, and also they downplayed it more than they needed to, too. When, uh, back before they could realize that they could get Trump with it. So you're a sucker. So you don't think, uh, uh, you and Trump don't think that the American people can handle the truth. He that gave the, the he the gave pan- the truth. The pandemic was more, more uh, uh, dangerous than he led on. He didn't. Think, he didn't. You don't Earl, think that Earl, they're told in there? Earl, Earl, how dangerous! Change. Change. Shh. Can I say something before before you interrupt every time I? I got to interrupt to to stop you to deal with you the points that you're bringing you. up. I got to deal with the points. Me, I'm gonna I, put you. I put him on hold. The maze treatment. You're being a bad boy. <laughs> hey Earl, I'm gonna put you on hold. Okay, Earl. What did? President Trump let on about the virus. What did he say about the virus that wasn't true? Go. He said it was a hoax. No, he didn't. Now you're like, <laughs> man, you're such a he sucker said, for the mainstream media. He, he never said, said that the hoax, virus was a hoax. And he said, he said uh, he made fun of people wearing masks, even though he acknowledged that it's an air-breathing virus. That he never made dangerous. fun of people wearing masks. Where are you getting that information? You're a liar. He never made fun he of wearing people wearing liar. masks. He always made he made fun of us just the other uh, just this week. He made he fun made of fun Joe of Biden. Guy. Hold on. Okay, so I got to correct the record. First of all, he said that the media's tr- coverage of of Trump was the hoax. The media's coverage of Trump saying, oh, he he's failing with the coronavirus thing. That was the hoax. He didn't say that the coronavirus was a hoax. And then he made fun of the way that Joe Biden, and I noticed recently he wasn't wearing a mask off the side of his face. Joe Biden, and I showed this to you guys, was wearing a... Not, he wasn't wearing the mask around his face when he's talking. He lets it hang off the side of his ear. And it looks ridiculous. And so he made fun of Joe Biden. He didn't make fun of people wearing masks. You're such a liar. You're this, such, you're such a sucker, a Earl. Oh, he had his mask fully covered in his face. He told him to take it off. What are you talking and he, about? And he wouldn't. And then he started making fun of him. And so for Who are you talking about? And, uh, and what are you talking about? I'm talking about a guy. Uh, I, thought, I didn't know that was Joe Biden. I thought it was somebody else that he... Uh, 
that was asking him a question or something, and he told him to take off the oh, mask. Oh yeah, because he can't. Because you're when you're talking, when you're asking a question, and your face is covered up, your voice is muffled, and you can't read your lips. Sometimes his mom, but he said, and you're he accusing him of louder. making fun of the guy. He, yeah, he did. That's dumb. Said, That's a dumb guy, point, Earl. Told, you're such a sucker. Hey James, yeah. James, listen. Uh huh. He told him, uh, the guy told Trump that he will talk louder, but he's keeping on the mask. Uh-huh. And so he went ahead and talked. And after he uh, got done, Trump started making fun of the fact that uh, he really must love that mask. Yeah. And all this other crap. So what? Uh, so what, Earl? So he makes fun of people who want to who want to protect themselves. They're not protecting themselves all, or anybody you, else. You, you notice? Do you notice? He has people around him tested, uh, so he won't catch it. Earl, but he doesn't require anybody else to be tested. Earl, you're such a fake. You're such a phony. But uh, and you know, there's a, a whistleblower uh, that that. Uh, it, aren't, don't you feel silly falling for every phony outrage that they put out about the president? Don't no. you feel silly? The truth has come down. Aren't the you in your 70s, down, Earl? And you can't Earl. handle it. Earl! You can't handle the truth. Okay, okay, Earl. All right. And uh, the, the thing about it, he's coming up. That I got to go, wanted, Earl. You're, you're lame. And you're, waste, you're wasting Trump my time. Trump tried to... Uh, Earl. He gave orders... Uh, his boss gave orders that the intelligence officer should downplay the threat and only bring threats that that uh, downplay the threat of what? Downplay the threat of what? That Russia was the main threat. He told him to play exactly. up China. Exactly. Play up China and Iran because, because those that's are more in the, because in that's the reality, Earl. Liking. Earl, Earl, you're what? just you're just live you're just listening to dumb people. Who uh, are self-important? No, no, no! Be quiet. You're listening to dumb people who are self-important. The hell would you be quiet? No, you, you be quiet. You're listening to people that are that are fake journalists who don't wear their masks in private yeah, when they're off camera. Face. Put be quiet, Earl. I put I may put him on hold again. He's listening to people who they wear their masks like females, right? And all scared and act pretending that they care about this coronavirus in order to pretend that Trump is not taking it seriously. And then they say, oh, I'm going to keep my mask on. All self-righteous. And then you have Earl pretending like, oh, Trump was lying about the coronavirus because he made fun of somebody wearing a mask. Give me a break. What type of female mindset are you, Earl? How come you have such a female mindset? Oh, shut up, you little girl. You can't talk about a female mindset. You never had a woman. Shut the hell up. Uh, but I know a That's female a, mindset when, when no I hear don't. one. You don't know one. You never had How one. How come you have such a female mindset, Earl? Because you're sick, boy. That's you're not an answer. You're just a little, little punk that don't know anything. No, you're the one calling my show mad at me. You I'm, had a female mindset before you called me. Oh, uh, you don't know what a female mindset yes, is. Yes, I do. You're a Democrat. No, you That's don't. a total female mindset, and you're kissing but, uh, up. You're listening to you the dumb. You're listening to you dumb. A total Shh, I gotta put him on hold again. <laughs> Earl, you just you listen to the mainstream media like you like they're telling you the truth, and they lie to you all the time. 
You listen to Fox News like they're telling you the truth. You are a fool. <laughs> I don't even listen to Fox News, dummy. You look at and you read Bright, Breitbart. Breitbart like tells a the white truth ring generally. Or, yeah, they, and you're a fool for bringing uh, listening to their spin on everything. No, that's I just why you don't I know just, anything. I don't even and read Breitbart way, that much. Uh, what a dummy, Earl. Earl. Earl, all you ever do is repeat dumb stuff that you hear and think that you're telling the truth. By the way, that intelligence office has been summoned, summoned by Congress to testify on uh, September the, the 21st. Ooh, he also said, ooh, they're going to get Trump now, Earl. He, ooh, you really think they're going to take Trump, that, Trump down uh, now? He was told. Trump, he's also hey, Earl, said he was Earl. Told, Ooh, they're really going to get Trump now, you huh? What? You can't say that uh, word. Did well, he say the, that word? You know, female. I got to hang up on him. Uh, as Medora gave a diamond and said, Nixon actually wasn't a crook. Yeah, I believe that. He also says, ask Earl, with the ninja guinea, says, ask Earl what he thinks about jogger being the new N-word everybody can say because of Ahmad Arbery. I'll have to ask him that next time. Whoa. <laughs> he said, sorry. Thank you to Asmodor for hosting the show. Appreciate it. He also says, does Earl know Trump? How does he know he's lying? Yeah, that's what uh, Earl said to me. Do you know Obama in person? How do you know he's lying? <laughs> and Asmodor says, Earl wouldn't know the truth of it. Smacked his crack. <laughs> You think Earl smokes crack? <laughs> crack kills. Something killed Earl's independent mind. He does not have an independent mind. What a sucker. I'm going to get to uh, Mike shortly and Bible Go-To Guy, but first I've got to take a quick break, guys. I'll be back in a couple of minutes here, and then I will cover this slimy uh, Jim Mattis after a couple of calls. All right? So... Hang tight, guys. I'll be right back.
What's up, everybody? I am back, and I will be getting to your calls. And uh, shout out to Dark Side of the Bear What for hosting the show. By the way, President Trump tweeted. What did he tweet? He's talked about Bob Woodward. He said, essentially, he said, Bob Woodward had my quotes for many months. If he thought that what I said was so dangerous, why wouldn't he have shared, shared them to save more lives, right? But he didn't because he knows that they were good and proper answers. And he said, calm, no panic. And of course, why wouldn't you make fun of a dumb reporter being all self-righteous with their, with their masks? Talking about what Earl was pretending to be outraged about. Such a phony, so easily manipulated. I wonder what if Jenny Crosby was talking about with, uh, with me being, um, fallen for, what do you say, the, the news's agenda, the fake news media's agenda. What did you mean, Evgeny? Let me know later. Um, oh, I lost one of my callers. Call back if you're, uh, around. I'm gonna get to you. Let me get to Bible go-to guy. Oh, I think it was Mike out of Houston. He was a first-time caller, too. Um... Let me get to Bible Go-To Guy out of Los Angeles, California. Bible Go-To Guy, how are you doing? Hey, James. Um, you know, your second favorite caller prompted <laughs> me to call you. Okay, right on. That would be Earl <laughs> from Michigan. You yes, know, Bible Go-To Guy, speaking of, before I, you get to your point, yeah. I was listening to uh, the Throwback Sunday service yesterday. You know how we do... A Bond YouTube premiere of 2000, well, our last 2009 Sunday service was streamed yesterday on the Bond channel. And Jesse Lee Peterson was talking about Bible Go-To Guy. Said that his cousins, his black liberal cousins, they really can't, they want to get at Bible Go-To Guy. They can't believe the way that he talks about black people, especially with regard to Christianity. So, you've been on the, on the hate list for some time. Well, but what I'm going to say now won't get me off of it. <laughs> okay. I want to ask just a question to Errol and, the, um, and Jesse's relatives, if they're listening. Um, why is it that black people listen to liberal whites and not conservative whites? There's good and evil. There's liberals and there's conservatives. The liberals are evil. The conservatives are good. And the blacks choose. Now, they used to. They used to be uh, conservatives. Blacks used to listen to conservative whites and agree with them and see for themselves and all that stuff. And then a, a, a big change happened. And now you got 98%, 97%, something like that. Yeah. The blacks who, li- who listen and follow liberal whites. And now they're even leading liberal whites. But it's all about them being on the left, them being to- more toward communism and all that kind of stuff. Right. And I'd just like to ask Errol, why so many black people listen to evil instead of good? That's a and great question. Yeah, you know, many of them. What you're saying, too, reminds me of even the black conservatives don't want to tell the truth about it. Remember I interviewed this guy, Jeff, uh, his his Twitter handle is at Jeff on the right, I think. 
Jeff Charles, Jeffrey Charles, I think is his full name. He's a black guy. He's supposed to be conservative or libertarian leaning, I think. Not exactly sure, but I consider him a black rhino guy because he makes partly because he makes excuses for blacks voting democrat. He's saying, "Oh, because on a local level, the uh the Republicans don't fund the local politicians who want to become Republicans in these heavily Democrat areas. They don't get the funding. But I'm talking about on the national level they're voting for, and on the state level. There are Republican alternatives, uh, but on the state level they don't, and the national level they vote, like you said, 96, 97, 98%, sometimes 95%. (laughs) Democrat, that is crazy. No other race is that blind and brainwashed on a mass scale. And everybody knows that, everybody knows that blacks are kind of like suckers and they have this weird mindset. They believe stuff is racist. They imagine racism where nobody else can even imagine that something is racist. And they just make it up. Yeah. And they're, and they change the definition. And everybody knows too that they're the primary troublemakers. And yes, you really and think that these people the are definition. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You really think that these people are so wise? Those of you who think that being a Democrat is a smart thing, right? Because these there's a bunch of phony people who are intellectuals, right? Intellectuals are such suckers, right? Yes. That are Democrats. You really think that the blind, dumb, brainwashed, evil, hate-filled blacks? are so wise as to be Democrats with you? Doesn't that make you question yeah. yourself to be a Democrat? To think that 96 to 98% of blacks who we all know are just so insane but agree with you? It should make you question your, your um, support for the Democrat Party. Anyway, you were talking about they changing the definition of racism or something? The definition of racism way back when, it, you know, when the word first popped out. Yeah. In the 60s, was um, anybody could be a racist. And um, now it's changed to just only whites can be racist. I know, because so everybody hates whites. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it was never, the definition was never originally, oh, you have to be in power to be a racist. Right. That wasn't the original definition. Yeah. The original definition was just a matter of uh, you hating someone because of their skin color or, what, you know, how they look different than you. You know, that yeah. that was the original definition, and anybody could be one, right? But over the years, the civil rights people realized that to gain more power, you know, you had to make the definition more exclusive. Right. And so this is the only evil that, I mean, this is the only evil that only whites can do. You know, when it comes to all other evils, robbery, lying, cheating, whatever, um, adultery, any race can do it. And yeah. so that definition hasn't changed, but only the, the sin of racism is an exclusively white sin, and and they don't they don't see the 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 the, 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 um, the total lunacy of that kind of um, thinking. Yeah, it's a and, self um, it's a self righteousness. It's accusing yes, somebody it of something that you can't imagine yourself ever being, and you. Yeah. You're, you'll and no never be guilty of it. Do, <laughs> yeah, and no matter what you say or do. In fact, that definition itself is racist for only one race to be able to. And, and, that, and the definition has also changed in that nowadays all whites 
no matter what they say, do, or think, all whites are racist. <laughs> yeah. All whites. <laughs> and they're saying that now when they give their little seminars. You guys, right. Jesse, Jesse pointed out that seminar, um, that fat black woman. Ashley Shackle, Shackleford. I almost called yes, her Shackleford. Yes. <laughs> yes. She just came out. All whites are racist, no matter what they think they were saying. I mean, how insane is that? And, and blacks buy right into it. And so I just like them to answer why so many. You know, it's never been a, it was never, the, the notion was never brought up in good faith, I don't think, this idea of racism. It's, even back then, it was a misdiagnosis of the issue. It was a false diagnosis of a problem that wasn't even really there, I don't think. Because they're pretending well, because that, they're pretending that people were based, judging based on the color of their skin. They weren't doing that, they were Judge, they were separating people and different things because of the uh, different, they were actual two different groups and two different cultures. And they didn't want the problems that they look at what we, the problems that we have today. So I'm not convinced that this so called racism thing that was ever a, um, a sincere aim. At the real issue. No, I'm, yeah, great point. I, I'm just saying that the definition itself right. is a little more fair, you know, a lot <laughs> yeah. more fair. And nowadays it's just completely slanted the other way. Yeah. And, um, you know, the difference between a Democrat, you know, the KKK people and all that, and, and the, um, the conservative whites is the conservative whites saw the blacks were down and out, you know, because of slavery. They hadn't been, you know, taught things and and kept from things and, you know, that kind of thing, right? And so they were into helping them. In fact, a lot of whites are the ones who funded the, the, the Tuskegee Institute would never have gotten off the ground and, and, and gotten going if not for the generous contributions of conservative whites, because they knew that even though the blacks were down, that they could, they were just people like anybody else, and they were given the right kind of help, not just handouts, but the right kind of help that they could, um, you know, they would prosper greatly if they were kept their character high. And where the Democrats just looked down on them. Oh, they're just dumb. They're just dumb Negroes. And they'll never, they'll never get any better. They're just like that, you know. And so they just wanted to separate whites from blacks because the blacks they felt could never rise up. And so, and then they made sure that they never could by, by, you know, making laws that, kept things separate and that kind of thing. You know, which I didn't do the I wonder though, di didn't didn't the Republicans pass stuff like anti-discrimination laws? Yes, they were the leaders of the civil rights movement, so to speak. Wow, that's you know, a shame. They were more willing They were more willing to get that done, but the Democrats pulled a nice one. Um, under Lyndon Johnson, you know. No, but I'm. T I want to go back to the this anti-discrimination law thing, because I don't think they were right to support such a law. Because discrimination should be a, f a basic freedom of the, um, oh, the I people. See. You know, were, were they? Were, you mean where they made the civil rights laws, which some of the anti-discrimination laws that says you can't you can't keep people out of your business who you know who you just discriminately want to keep out. Right. I don't think they should have like, I don't think they should have made any law like that. 
I mean, in fact, I know that yeah. they shouldn't have made any law like that. And that's... you know, they're total hypocrites about it, though. Because if you say, oh, you want to shut down an all-women's gym, they'll say no. Right. They say, well, that's discriminating against men. But the, but, the, but, the, but the same people who write these anti-discrimination laws are okay with women having their own gym. Right. So they're total I don't even think that they should have... You know, they, the way that they usher in these social changes is they do it yeah. on the government level. I remember Obama beginning, starting, yep. you know, changing different things to include the gays and include the transgenders on the, on the national, you know, on, in the government role. And then once they have it, have the rules set in place in the government, in terms of government employment and all that stuff, government employees, which they shouldn't have as many employees as they have in the government. Then they, uh, then they force that onto the private world as well. So I don't think that this is, I think these people are really evil. All this, all this stuff, including most of the Republican, I don't know history, but I'm not convinced that the Republicans back then were on the right track with regard to this race stuff and, and civil rights stuff. But you do know history, James. Really, you do. When you see the present, you can see the past. Yeah, it's the same thing. Good and evil. The only difference is, it's. Uh, I mean, the only thing about good and evil, it's ebbed and flowed. You know, you've had a rise where where good was all of a sudden um, ascendant, and that was in this country. You know, when when the white men formed the the, the country, yeah. right? The Constitution, everything. Good was ascendant, and then. But evil was always there, right? And there was there's there's been like a continuous civil war. I call it yeah. since the beginning of the nation. You know where people want to go back. They wanted George Washington to be king. You know, there's some fools <laughs> right. who yeah. Even even back then, it wasn't like everybody is on board with the Constitution. They there there was people who, who were still traitors and 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 have always wanted to go back to the King of England. Right. <laughs> Interesting. And all that stuff. So. Well, I appreciate you it, Baba Gucci guy. You know history. By All the right, way, you. were you in what? the? Were you, was it you that that was? Excuse me, that was featured in that clip that President Trump retweeted with the with the bloody face and Jesse Lee Peterson. Was that you? I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> I couldn't believe from, it. From from July fourth, nineteen ninety six, the Prop one eighty seven <laughs> rally, which was denying a free education and free. Non-essential health care for the illegal aliens. We voted right. overwhelmingly in what '94. I didn't. I didn't vote for it because I wasn't old enough. But I would have had I been old enough. Prop 187, 1994, I think, to outlaw welfare for illegals, and uh, it it passed overwhelmingly, like 60-40 almost. But they didn't enforce it. Reminds me of Prop no, Eight. They didn't. Disgusting. Yep. And so they were throwing frozen Coke cans at the decent people? The, the yeah. Antifa a illegal young, alien? A young mob versus an old mob, yes. <laughs> oh, so it was a bunch of, like, mostly boomers who were up? Mostly boomers out there. Yeah. I mean, you, know, you know the funny thing that happened? Um, Conservative boomers. After we got the Coke cans thrown on us and everything, um, a little bit later, a younger group, kind of like the early Proud Boys, a younger group came, and they went across the street to the illegal aliens and roughed them up. 
Wow, nice. <laughs> fair. That's a fair fight because they threw the Coke, frozen Coke cans and bloodied your head. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, that was interesting. That was fun to see. For sure. I appreciate it, Bible Go to Guy. Thank you, man. All right. Thanks. Bye. T- take care. You know, and right after that viral video in which Jesse Lee Peterson shut down the Univision reporter who asked Bible Go to Guy, are you all right? Are you a racist? Why you stay here? You like the Latin people? <laughs> after Jesse Lee Peterson shut down, and Bible Go to Guy too, shut down that and shamed that dumb female Univision reporter. Univision being a far left Hispanic outlet, right? This other guy walks up, an American Indian dude, and he points to the American flag saying, That flag is the genocidal flag of, of my people. The genocide of my people. And Jesse Lee Peterson is like, Get over it! That's over! You know where you are? This is America. You're American. He's like, No. You're, you should be siding with me. You're a black man. <laughs> what a dummy. And Jesse shut him down, too. It's crazy. Shoutouts for hosting are fun, says C. C. Thule Who White with a diamond. And thank you for hosting the show. Appreciate that. And for the lemon. Thank you. Appreciate the support. So let me tell you. Oh, before I get to before I get to Mattis. Jib Jab. Gave a super chat on streamlabs.com slash the Hake report and said, Bonus deers, Hake! Somebody give Earl a sneakers bar because his diva is coming through. <laughs> Thank you. King Alpha Nerd said, Oh, by the way, King Alpha Nerd, I missed a super chat from him. He gave one yesterday because somebody gave a, uh, a bad word. Earl Phil, Dora the Explorer, gave a bad word talk, uh, in Spanish about how Earl failed her class months ago. And she's not sure why he's still trying to practice Spanish. And then she called him a, uh, a bad word. Well, King Alphanerd confirms it was indeed a bad word. He says with a super chat yesterday, if that Spanish word co- starts with a P and ends with an O... Yeah, that word isn't kid-friendly or family-friendly. Thank you, King Alpha Nerd, for confirming. But he says today, Man, why is Earl getting nasty? I figured it out. When blacks run out of ammo and get backed into a corner, they retort to, or resort to name-calling and getting personal with rumors like a little girl. And he used the P word? That is what the children of the lie do. Yeah, he used a bad word today. I had to, oh yeah, I ended up having to hang up on him. Normally I wait until he calms down and we say goodbye to each other, all friendly. But he was saying too many, like, vulgar things. And this is a family-friendly show, what the heck? Am I being, am I bringing it out of him by calling him dumb or something? Or telling him shut up? Because <laughs> I did tell him shut up. Uh, he's like, you don't tell me to shut up. King Alpha Nerd says, funniest thing I've seen today, normally black women have umbrellas even when it looks like it's going to rain. But this morning they had their masks on, but no umbrella. No virus, but wet. I guess it's raining where he is. And Biden is going to be wearing this mask until the election. 
King Alpha Nerd says, James, you're smart, you're white. When was the last time the KKK was active? <laughs> I don't know. He said, everybody talking about white supremacy till this day. But it looks like Antifa and BLM is taking over. Is the KKK wearing blackface and doing these things? I don't know. I don't know. But since I've been alive, I've never known the KKK to be relevant whatsoever. Whatsoever. I don't know if they... I don't even know anything about them, really. <laughs> I just know about the hoods and the masks and allegedly burning crosses. I used to watch this TV show called Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. And, like, the, the men of the town got... Like, they looked down on men even back then. This was the 90s. The men of the town got suckered into joining the KKK and burning a, <laughs> burning a cross outside of a house of a black character in this western TV series show. What a silly propaganda. Meanwhile, in reality, we see blacks hating whites, blacks hating whites, Hispanics hating whites, Hispanics hating whites. Every now and then a white says, forget you guys, I hate you all. Ooh, the whites, I told you they're hateful. <laughs> okay. It's crazy. That was an interesting call with Jesse Lee Peterson and the guy who thought that he was racist. I like that call. Right on. Uh, thank you to King Alpha Nerd and uh, Hot Computer Smell Jib Jab. And of course, Dora the Explorer. <laughs> Let me tell you about, speaking of this fake racism thing, Jim Mattis. We thought he was such a man. He had these deep bags under his eyes, and he looked like he wouldn't smile too much, so he looked tough and you could trust him. Nope. Nope. It's all for show. And, uh, I told you in Hague News, towards the end of hour one, and then especially at the end of hour two, Drudge headline, Mattis says, Trump is dangerous. He's unfit. He has no moral compass. And I chuckled and scoffed at that because says the Black Lives Matter supporter, and I'll get to that. But the sleazy Washington compost dinosaur communist, Bob Woodward, I call him a communist because he's like a useful idiot for communism, if he's not one himself, meaning anti-American, believing... I played that clip for you. Bob Woodward thinking, oh, we, we, we fellow whites, we have privilege that blacks don't have, and now we have to come out of our cave and, and listen to the blacks, their insane rage and fear. And he wrote this book about Trump called Fear, and then another book called Rage. That's his feelings towards Trump, really, I think. He's describing himself, not the president. But did, did Mattis commit seditious conspiracy? That's a question from a headline in Revolver. Washington Post reported via the Houston Chronicle, According to this dumb leftist journalist, read propagandist, Bob Woodward, who selectively looks very closely and, and scrutinizes the, the conservatives, like Nixon, I guess, and like Trump, but then gives a pass to Obama and the rest, Clinton and the rest. James Mad Dog Mattis, Trump's Secretary of Defense from January 2017 when Trump took office to January 2019, just over a year and a half ago, quietly went to the Nat 
Washington National Cathedral to pray about his concern for the nation's fate under Trump's command. Oh, Lord. What type of a Christian is James Mattis? Seems more like he's an establishment person. By establishment, I, I mean the corrupt swamp that's been in the government forever. I guess when these... Somebody pointed out, and I think they have a point, that these generals, once they get their stars and write books and get appointments and show up in the media... I haven't seen Mattis in the media too much, but once they get their stars, they're politicians. They're not regular military men. They are already corrupted. I think that's true. Uh, supposedly, Mattis told the former director of national intelligence, David Coates, and this guy seems like a sleaze himself. Quote, There may come a time that we have to take collective action since Trump is dangerous. He's unfit. Talk about a traitor. Trump, the man, the man who keeps us, has kept us out of getting into new wars and has uh, done nothing but tell the truth about the elephant in the room with this country going on. He thinks that Trump is dangerous and unfit. In a separate conversation re recounted by Bob Woodward, Jim Mattis told Daniel Coates, quote, The president has no moral compass. Excuse me. Every time I hear, look at the president talk and the actions that he takes, they seem like he has a, definitely he's uh, being moral. I don't know what you mean by moral compass. Excuse me. <laughs> Thank you. That is the late, great... Rest in peace, man. Uh, that black dude. McCain, that's Kane, right? T Senator, uh, nice. What's the dude's name? Anyway, whatever. Excuse me! <laughs> he ran for president and the fake news media smeared him. Uh, Mattis, he said, um, the, he told that to the director of national intelligence. The president has no moral compass. And the na director of national intelligence replied, and I don't know if Trump appointed this guy, Daniel Coates, C-O-A-T-S. No E at the end. Uh, the, that's true. To him, a lie is not a lie. It's just what he thinks. He doesn't know the difference between the truth and a lie. What do these people know about the truth? Trump has told nothing but the truth lately. And by lately, I mean since June 26, 2015, when uh, he announced and he's been... Uh, campaigning to save the country. Uh, Mattis says that he ultimately resigned after Trump announced he was withdrawing U.S. troops from Syria. And that sounds like a nice thing, because they wanted us to overthrow Assad, right? The establishment wanted us to. They kept on saying, oh, Assad gassed his own people with uh, chemical warfare, which we don't know if that's true or not, honestly. <laughs> we just don't know. And Trump, want, they want us to rush in and do something. I don't know why they like to do this. I don't know. Some people say it's because of Israel doesn't like Syria. They're like a threat. And, but it's strange because Trump is a friend to Israel, but he's also not a friend to getting involved in needless wars. So, uh, interesting. Trump has to put up with these weak people. Um, Coates, more on this guy from Coates. Can you look up Daniel Coates for me? Just because I want to see what this guy looks like. I showed you 
and while you're at it, look up Jim Mattis, just to show the- his bags again. <laughs> the bags under his eyes. Looks tough, but I'm gonna show you that he's not. I'm gonna show you that he's not, based on how he writes. Bob Woodward writes that Coates and his top staff members examined the intelligence as carefully as possible and that Coates still questions the relationship between Trump and the Russian president, Vladimir Putin. Coates saw how extraordinary it was for the president's top intelligence official himself to harbor such deep suspicions about the president's relationships with Putin, but he could not shake them. That's Bob Woodward's writing. Oh, sympathetic. By the way, Mattis says that he was basically directed to do something that he thought went beyond stupid to felony stupid. By what? Pulling the troops out of Syria? I don't get that. If somebody can explain that better, maybe that would make sense. I will get to your super chats. I see them, guys. That's Coates. That old coot. <laughs> is that a bad word? I hope it's not a bad word. I don't think it is. Uh, this old guy... Looks like he's supposed to be a respectable man, but he's not. He believes the phony stuff about Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. You heard that silly man. Wow, there he is in the Oval Office, it looks like. Uh, was he appointed by Trump, or was he a leftover from Obama, and has he been like a, the establishment swamp? A lot of you guys have pointed out that he appointed the swamp a little bit. Trump did. So, uh, by the way, this is uh, Jim Mattis. Some say that he was trans insubordinate on the transgender policy. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I tried to read stuff about it. He was delaying new transgender policy for the U.S. military. So he delayed stuff that Trump wanted to do. He needs some sleep, says Joel. <laughs> I've known guys with serious bags... Uh, in their eyes. They're like permanent. <laughs> uh, Trump tweeted back in July 20, 26th of, uh, what was, what year was that? I think that was 2017. Uh, after consultation with my generals and military experts, be advised that the United States government will not accept or allow transgender individuals to serve in any capacity in the U.S. military. Our military must be focused on decisive and overwhelming victory and cannot be burdened with the tremendous medical costs. Yeah, because they pay to transition these people. And disruption that transgender in the military would entail. Thank you. And I don't know if Mattis implemented that or not. Because he was Secretary of Defense under Trump. Well, listen to this disgraceful thing from Mattis. So this anti-Trump guy, he wrote fear, wrote rage, uh, Bob Woodward, promotes General Jim Mad Dog Mattis, former Secretary of Defense, who wrote this thing back in, what, June, early June, June 6th, like 2 a.m. of this year. In union there is strength. Fake posturing. Where it's, people are crying unity, unity when we're not a united country. And he's on the side of the people who are dividing and destroying the country. Downplaying the riots, this Jim Mattis guy, and pretending that Black Lives Matter agitators 
and the hype over George Floyd's death. And admittedly, a lot of people fell for George, George Floyd's death, including, you know, I remember hearing, seeing Cernovich tweet calling people racist <laughs> for, uh, you know, defending the cops in this case. So a lot of, like, semi-conservative people were uh, hyped up about thinking, oh, this was awful, it was a terrible thing. And I think even Trump has been nice, overly nice to this George Floyd uh, situation when it doesn't deserve it, right? In Minneapolis, his death in Minneapolis, pretending that these people have any validity without waiting to see the reality of what actually went on, the evidence, the reality of the situation. I have photos of these riots, I think. I have photos of riots and fires and destruction from these Black Lives Matter riots in Minneapolis and around the country. Just a few that were before the early June release of Mattis's deceptive statement. So you can take a peek if you're watching the video. These are riots, fires and everything else. I got this from Wikipedia, George Floyd pro. Uh, George Floyd protests, they call it protests because they're subversive too. But these were from May 28th or so. June 6th, this guy released this statement defending these things. On May 26th, uh, Chauvin, the officer in this George Floyd incident, the one with the knee on the neck, he and three other officers were fired by the kiss-ups in Minneapolis, Democrat run. He was charged with third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter. The former charge was later changed to second-degree murder. I think that might have been the uh, Antifa Attorney General of Minnesota. Is it Minnesota? Minneapolis, Minnesota, yeah. Uh, What's that guy's name? Keith Ellison, the the black far-left liberal Muslim who supports Antifa and Black Lives Matter both enemies of America. So here's this, in union there is strength. It's a PDF shared by Politico. I can't breathe. (laughs) Which he said before he had the knee on the neck, by the way. As he was getting down into the ground, he was saying, I can't breathe. George Floyd was, after he was resisting arrest for several minutes. James Mattis, retired United States Marine Corps general who served as the 26th U.S. Secretary of Defense. This was first published June 6th. 2020, 2 a.m., the far-left Atlantic says, which is an enemy of America, in an extraordinary condemnation, the former defense secretary backs protesters. Yeah. And uh, says the president is trying to turn Americans against one another. Excuse me, that's what Obama did for several years. That's what, um, that's effectively what George W. Bush did and allowed because he didn't defend himself whenever, if he was right at all, right? He didn't defend himself. He just stayed quiet. He couldn't handle the media attacks, I guess. I think he stopped looking at what the media was saying. Whereas Trump takes a peek and uh, responds, defends himself, and exposes the fake news media. Right on. So Bush allowed the country to get divided. Uh, I dare say that Bush the daddy did too. Clinton too. And I don't know much about Reagan. I was too young. I had a positive impression of him at the time. But uh, here's the text from this James Mattis. In union there is strength. Such a phony person. I have watched the week's unfolding events. And this is the week that uh, George Floyd died and they riot. Right? 
Angry and appalled. That's Mattis. Angry and appalled. The words equal justice under law are carved in the pediment of the United States con uh, Supreme Court. This is precisely what protesters are rightly demanding. No, it's not, because they're not waiting to see all the facts. They're a lynch mob falsely crying racism against a cop who, it turns out, may well be innocent. I believe that he is innocent. Innocent unless proven guilty. Unless I see proof that he's guilty. I think Derek Chauvin, or whatever his name is, is innocent. They showed the knee on the neck as part of the training. And this was known from the start, even when uh, that black guy who's been on the, the uh, on, uh, at men's forums and different things, men's conferences, I mean, and men's free speech forums, uh, who's that guy who just covered, he kind of exposed the Breonna Taylor case. Uh, man, I'm, Tatum. Tatum was calling it murder, but he admitted that it's part of the training in Minneapolis to put the knee on the neck. So, uh, so no, their pro protesters are not demanding, they're pretending about equal justice. It's all pretense. So this guy fell for that. He said it is ho a wholesome and unifying demand. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, a lot of people thought that it looked odd. The guy had the knee on the neck, and they're like, no, this is not good. But it's not a unifying demand. They're pushing for evil. They hate cops. They're pretending cops are the problem when uh, blacks are their own problem. It is a wholesome and unifying demand, one that all of us should be able to get behind. We must not be distracted by a small number of lawbreakers, referring to the riots. Yeah, don't get distracted by that. The protests are defined by tens of thousands of people of conscience who are insisting that we live up to our values. Excuse me. How are we not living up to our values because a cop put the knee on the neck for eight or nine minutes and that's our problem? No. And he's <laughs> so ridiculous, so phony. He said, when I joined our, the military some 50 years ago, I swore an oath to support- he's resting on his laurels by saying that, by the way. I swore an oath to support and defend the Constitution. Never, I, never did I dream the troops taking the same oath would be ordered under any circumstance to violate the constitutional rights of their fellow citizens, much less to provide a bizarre photo op- a bizarre photo op, excuse me, these communist Antifa people and communist anti-Christian Black Lives Matter people trying to burn a church? He's referring to President Trump showing up at- St. John's Episcopal Church, which is a liberal church, by the way, but it's a symbol of Christianity in America. It kind of is. And he holds up a Bible saying, we're going to see we can establish order. Just earlier, there were riots. The night before, there were riots, violent riots. And then there's these fake peaceful people, including Episcopalian priests, fake people who support Black Lives Matter, which is the destruction of America. The destruction of blacks, too. And this guy is pretending that Trump just did it for a photo op. No, it was a show of, of force and power and respect for law and order and for the country and for Christianity and for churches that have been vandalized and smeared falsely by these evil atheist people. Which I'm referring to Black Lives Matter and also, honestly, the Episcopalians. They're basically atheists. They're not for what's right. That, that Episcopal Church, St. John's Episcopal Church, doesn't have a female, liberal, 
Supporting illegal aliens? Supporting Black Lives Matter? Priestess? Or whatever they're called? <laughs> I think it does. I think it does. Or at least in that, um, area, you know how they have... They have this whole hierarchy in these dumb old tr fake churches. So he's pretending, he's posturing as though Trump using the military, or whatever, military police, to clear out an area and establish order, showing how it's done, honestly, because this was after days of riots and destruction, nights, really, of riots and destruction, and false smears upon the police, and against white people. So, using the military on civilians, bizarre photo op by, for the ele elected commander-in-chief with military leadership standing alongside. He's pretending that Trump is the bad guy. And this is the former Secretary of Defense, who Trump chose. What a sleaze. Uh, using the military on civilians erodes the moral ground that ensures a trusted bond between men and women in uniform in the society they're sworn to protect. So that's just posturing as though, oh, it's the militarization. It's not that, it's not that there are mo violent mobs out of control destroying the, the, our cities and destroying businesses. Wasn't this after... Uh, wasn't that photo op after Nick and Dylan and Chris went out to look at the crazy riots in, um, when was that, Nick? Can you find the date on that? Is Nick out there? Um, crazy riots in, uh, Santa Monica? Just destroying and burning up private businesses. So, Nick is gonna let me know the date of that. And Matt has called that... A few lawbreakers. A small number of lawbreakers. Okay. So he quotes James Madison, this Mattis guy. James Madison is like one of the founding fathers. And then he says, he writes, May 31st. Yeah. Mattis put this out on June 6th. Riots around the country. Small number of lawbreakers. Trump is trying to establish some order and show it how it's done. And he's undermining him. What a sleazy man. Male. I should say. We do not need to militarize our response to protests. Those are not protests. They're violent riots who want to from people who don't even want America to exist. No, no borders, no walls, no USA at all. Mattis is closing his eyes on purpose, being a sleazy person. I wanted to ask... Um, anyway, I'll, I'll get to that, because I was thinking about these... So-called journalists, they have to know that they're lying. Don't they, don't they have to know that they're lying and purposely, like, selectively reporting stuff? I think they do. I think they know that they're evil. Uh, it starts by guaranteeing that all of us are equal before the law. We need to unite around this common purpose. That's, uh, that's Mattis. The Nazi slogan for destroying us was divide and conquer. Our American answer is, in union there is strength. He's the one pushing the divide and conquer thing. He's putting a slur upon a, the um, pro most pro-American president that we've had in my lifetime, that I know of. Saying, we must summon that unity and surmount this crisis, confident that we are better than our politics. This guy sounds like a liberal. This is Jim's, J James Mad Dog Mattis. Donald, listen, this is rich. Listen to this. Donald Trump is the first president in my lifetime who does not try to unite the American people. Wow. And Mattis is 70 years old. He lived through Clinton, Obama, 
W. Bush. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. What's the name of that guy, Kane? I don't know. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> the first president in my lifetime who does not try to unite the American people. Trump is the first president in my lifetime, at least in my adult life, that I've known to try to unite the country around what's right by telling the truth. He's the child who said, the emperor has no clothes. And everybody else was pretending that the emperor had clothes and it was destroying the country. <laughs> well, by saying that, I'm referring to this fake racism thing. You're racist, you're racist, everybody says you're racist, that's all they ever say. That's, that's uh, one time that Trump said when he was falsely accused of being racist. And he says that Trump does not even pretend to try to unite Americans. What a liar. Instead, he tries to divide us. We are witnessing the consequences of three years of deliberate effort. Yeah, okay. Antifa raised, raised to hate America and Black Lives Matter raised to hate white people and cops. That is, and uh, all of this dumb, blind, brainwashed people kissing up and simping for fo phony black victims are, that's the result of just three years of Trump. Okay. Okay, Jim Mattis. I, <laughs> what a sucker. Um, and he's calling it a deliberate effort. We are witnessing the consequences of three years without mature leadership. This man is coming off, male is coming off quite immature. We can unite without him, drawing on the strengths inherent in our civil society. This will not be easy, as the past few days have shown, referring to the few days of riots and, and agitative so-called protests. But we owe it to our fellow citizens, to past generations, that bled to defend our promise and to our children. What a phony. Is this coming off as phony to you as it is to me? <laughs> we can come through this trying time stronger and with a renewed sense of purpose and respect for one another. This, does this guy think that Ameri all was well with America pretty much under the establishment rot? He is the establishment rot, apparently by putting out this stuff. The pandemic has shown us that it is not only our troops who are willing to offer the ultimate sacrifice. Americans in hospitals. He's <laughs> pretending that the nurses are heroes and the so-called essential workers. And then the, the rest of, well, I'm essential because I'm in media, right? So I never had to take any time off. Oh, isn't that nice? We're essential. Which is a Nazi term, by the way. It's a Nazi term. I learned that in Schindler's List. You know, that guy, uh, who said those, that he walked around with a cudgel after a friend of his was raped, allegedly by a black male. He walked around with a cudgel just waiting for somebody, some black bastard, is what he said. <laughs> so that he could beat, just give him the excuse to beat a black guy. Because he hated the person, he hated the person who, uh, allegedly raped his friend. And so he just associated that with... Any old black bastard who would try him. <laughs> that guy played in Schindler's List. And Schindler's List is a movie about this businessman who joined the Nazi party to help his business. And then he ended up saving his Jewish uh, employees, calling them essential workers, and saved them from the death camps, right? Well, he said, these are essential workers. And during the war, I guess they needed to only allow essential workers to be working and the rest had to be in the camps or something. And so now the same t type of thing today. Oh, only 
the Americans in hospitals, grocery stores, post offices are putting their lives on the line to serve their fellow citizens in their country. No, they're getting paid. And then the, the rest of you guys who are not are so-called non-essential have to stay home and, and let your businesses die. That's Jim Mattis. What a sucker. Propaganda. Uh, we know we are better than the abuse of the executive authority that we witnessed in Lafayette Square. That was not an abuse. That was a, a show of power. A show that you can clear out a riot. You don't have to allow it to go on. And that was very nice. We must reject and hold accountable those in office who would make a mockery of our Constitution. Then you should reject, like, every president in your lifetime, basically, right, Jim Mattis? Except for, except for Nixon. <laughs> and maybe Reagan, maybe, maybe, I'm not sure, and uh, President Trump. You should be supporting President Trump if you care about the Constitution. <laughs> Excuse me. At the same time, we must remember Lincoln's better angels. And listen to them as we work to unite. Oh, <laughs> you know how um, David in Kentucky said that Lincoln was the greatest president in, in his mind, right? And then he said uh, Nixon, too. And he says that Trump, if he does right, I don't know exactly what he meant, but Trump, if he does right with regard to the older people, that uh, he could be great as well. It's a lot like uh, Lincoln in that we're a very divided country and Trump is fighting to unite the country. And they called Lincoln oppressive. People called Lincoln oppressive. And they may not have been wrong. I don't know. I don't know the whole situation. I wasn't around back then. And, you know, if uh, history is written the way that present-day journalism is written, there may be a lot of fake history, because there's a lot of fake news out there. Anyway, and now they're trying to incorporate the 1619 Project with Ronald McDonald, black lady, looking like a clown with her red, bright red dyed hair, saying, oh, history doesn't have to be true. <laughs> what a disgrace. He says, only by adopting a new path, which means, in truth, Returning to the original path of our founding ideals, will, be, uh, will we again be a country admired and respected at home and abroad? Honestly, I think we're more respected today than um, in the world than ever. It's just that they, these phony intellectuals, they hate Trump. It reminds me of how phony people who are intellectuals, they hate Jesse Lee Peterson. Or uh, back in the day, in, what, from what I read in the Bible... The phony intellectuals hated Jesus. It's all kind of the same thing because these people are just telling the simple, plain, common sense truth and showing these people to be the hypocrites and snakes that they are. Jesus did it. Jesse does it. Trump does it. And many other men who are simple and true and honest do. Right on. Thank you. We're opening the treasure chest. So right on to uh, President Trump, and what a disgrace. This man is the establishment enemy of America. Um, Fabrietz gave a diamond and said, shout out to the Bible go-to guy. Bond legend. Yeah. Bible go-to guy. Nice. And he was about to tell you about uh, LBJ. Who was it? Just outright sn evil snake.
in the grass. Lyndon B. Johnson. Just fixing up the treasure chest, guys. So that you guys can get your uh, Obama redistribution of lemons. <laughs> Thank you guys for the support. Super Bubba gave a diamond and said, What are your thoughts on race and IQ? You know, I don't really think much about it. But according to, uh, you know, men that I respect, Stefan Molyneux, who's like an atheist, but he's a philosopher and he likes to stick with stuff that's factually true. He says that race is associated with IQ, so I have to believe him. Um, I don't know how much IQ matters in, with regard to moral common sense, you know what I mean? I think, I think that it may even be an inverse relationship, I'm not sure. But whatever. Probably not, probably not. It's just some people, many are called but few are chosen type of thing with regard to, I'm more concerned with morality and common sense being simple than IQ, but I think that there are differences in uh, different races. But I, I think that the, uh, you'll be surprised how um, blinding anger is and how the spiritual blindness makes you way dumber than any amount of IQ or lack of thereof um, than anything. You know what I mean? Is, is, am, I, am I, you catching my drift? So, I just don't have many thoughts on it, but thank you for the question. Hope I answered it satisfactorily. Appreciate the diamond. Asnador with the diamond says, Jim Beta Chihuahua Mattis. <laughs> Mad is beta. Doggy must have been a chihuahua because he's kissing up. Kissing up. Meanwhile, our country is being taken over by people who have no loyalty to America, by the way. You know, we have all these immigrants coming in and anchor babies. Actually, the immigrants themselves may have a little bit more loyalty than their children who grow up brainwashed to hate cops and be anti-traditional and all that. Second generation uh, migrants of Muslims, they're more frequently the uh, terrorists than the uh, first generation. Isn't that interesting? Uh, Hydro PX gave a diamond. Thank you, man. And Asmador with the Ninjagini says, Philip of Macedonia. Coin the phrase, divide and conquer. Not ma Nazis. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? He's this Jim Mattis. You know how present day, like, we're all raised to believe that Nazis the most evil thing, right? And so, of course, uh, in the same letter about, all about and bashing Trump, he links Trump with Nazis and accuses Trump of divide and conquer, when that's, in fact, what... He's doing. But uh, Philip of Macedonia said, used the phrase, coined the phrase divide and conquer, not the Nazis. <laughs> Thank you, Asmodor. He also says, with generals this week, let's pray we never have a war against Russia or China. Yeah. You know, allegedly, a, um, an aide to Mattis said that he heard President Trump say, my generals are, a, my blanking generals are a bunch of blanks, what Earl called me. <laughs> And I don't blame him. And he's and his point was that uh, we're getting we're getting blanked, like raped, with um, with these trade deals. Trump is pointing out, but the generals think the the alliances, NATO, and all that stuff is more important than fixing our trade issues. Yeah, 
Robot Moose gave a diamond. Thank you, man. Appreciate the support, and thank you to the supporters on Streamlabs as well. This has been the Hake Report. Hope you enjoyed my bashing of Mad Dog Mattis. You can't always respect people just because they were in the military and look like they're tough. All right, guys. TheHakeReport.com for my stuff. JessieLeePeterson.com for Jesse's stuff. RebuildingTheMan.com slash church for church stuff. Also, counseling is offered through Bond. Private one-on-one counseling. Uh, JoelleFridayTV.com for Joel's Friday stuff. Yeah! <laughs> All right, guys. Take care.